1: Outkick 360 is back alongside Chad Withrow. I'm Jonathan Hutton, Paul Koharski with a well-deserved day off as we go into Memorial Day weekend. David Reed, Jacob Swanson making the show happen for us today. Regan McCrossin and uh, Jake Popoff making the show happen from the production assistance side of things. Chad, good morning. It was a big night in Nashville that led to a big morning in Nashville. Uh, Despite the Predators uh, losing and falling out of the series, what an atmosphere at Bridgestone Arena. We'll get to that coming up. Plus, the VolQuest Power Hour with Brent Hubbs and Austin Price. That's in an hour from now, right here across the Outkick Network. We welcome you to join us on YouTube and the chat, uh, where you can subscribe, ring that bell. I'll do it for us today. Ring that bell, and you'll be alerted every time we go live and post new content, which will be taking place throughout Memorial
2: Day weekend. What's up? I um, have tears in my eyes today, but it's not from the Preds losing last night, it's from the laughter that was had during the pre-show warm-up and uh, our build-up to the show today, which was maybe an all-time comedic (laughs) level. Uh, That's no knock at Paul who's not here today, but uh, maybe he needs to be funnier when he's here earlier to get (laughs) us going, but uh, I'm literally crying. With laughter at some of the things said by Jacob Swanson, by our production assistants, Jake and Regan, uh, by our talk of Creed. What a time to be alive where Creed plays intermission shows at press games at Bridgestone Arena. And uh, so much to uh, discuss. I've been
1: really annoying this morning uh, because I have been humming to myself Creed and uh, Hire because they played last night during the first intermission. And I did a double take. Everyone in our row did. I'm sure David Reed did the same. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Creed. And you turn around and it's Scott Stapp. Uh, well, you and, and really <laughs> threw me off because
2: you just the mere mention of with arms wide open now has with arms wide open stuck yeah. in my head. And I can't stop hearing uh, un- under the moonlight Well, Scott Stapp's it was, voice it was, it over was, at and at first, over it was and like, over.
1: oh, Creed's here. And then it, was, it went back down to a golf clap, like, oh, Creed. Yeah. It, People started to be like, wow, this is you know not, very unexpected. They
2: thought that they said Creed and Clearwater yeah, Revival. CCR is here. Oh, it's Creed, uh, not no, CCR.
1: They, they, it was very unexpected, but then like every person in there, all, all the dudes in there were like, I don't want to be seen clapping to Creed.
2: <laughs> Here's the thing about Creed, though. It, it's a punchline now, much like Nickelback. Yeah. You know yeah. Creed? But you were lying to yourself if you say you didn't like some of those songs back in the day. Well, they those had a catchy. Those are some catchy songs with a hook that everyone got into at one point or another. It's fun to look back in jest on on Creed, especially when they're playing intermissions at at Bridgestone Arena, but we all like some of those songs back in the day.
1: Jacob, you hate whenever I go to you during the first segment because you're getting the show prepared. But uh, I was roommates, shout out Joe Harvey. Uh, roommates in college with a music guy, very talented music guy, much like yourself. And when Creed or Nickelback would be brought up, he would lose his mind. Like, he, he hated them so much, he wanted everyone to know. Do you fall in that same category as a musician?
2: I think I did at one point, but now I can't really be bothered to... Be upset about a band being successful.
1: A man wearing a shirt that says Swamp Ritual cannot be bothered No, <laughs> cannot be bothered <laughs> with, at all.
2: With Creed. <laughs> Swamp Ritual is his creed. That's, a, <laughs> that's right. If that's even a band. It may just be an event that Jacob goes to annually. I don't know. Uh, Missoula,
0: I've, Montana.
2: <laughs> I feel like creatives, uh, the artistic types like Jacob, typically aren't overly critical of other artists or their creations for the most part. Like, even if they don't like it, they're not going to crush the artist. But then you have people like, um, oh gosh, S- uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. Yeah. Who just goes all in on people he does not like and songs he doesn't like and bands that he does not like. So Jacob maybe is a little bit more in the middle of that in Corgan, terms of crushing people or not. Corgan is like Kepka and Shambo. <laughs> yeah. Corgan is a big pro wrestling fan in it shows and in his yes. interviews. Because he will tell you exactly. I mean, you could bring up anyone he's got an issue with them. Uh, Pearl Jam, he doesn't think is very good. Uh, Nirvana, he, he I think Nirvana was the one that he poked no holes in. But I remember uh, Foo hard. Fighters and Dave Grohl. He's What's not a fan of them. Really? Yes. Very specific in his musical
1: interests. See, I think Corgan is a very, very much a, an acquired taste. Yeah, uh, the sound of his voice like that. There, there has to be a certain rhythm and mood I'm in to listen to Smashing Pumpkins because of Billy Corgan's voice.
2: V Love on Twitter says Cage the Elephant played an intermission a few playoff years ago and slayed it. Jacob, do you have a strong take on Cage the Elephant one way or the other? Oh, they're great. Okay, good. Cage the go. Elephant once signed There's the, the wall review. at Burger Republic <clears throat> after we did.
1: And I'm not trying to. It's, we signed it when, when we went back up and we we're showing someone.
2: We're very important.
1: Cage, of the, Ele- Cage of the elephant, signed right underneath this, and they could barely spell the word elephant.
2: <laughs> no, they great... they couldn't spell it. They, didn't they spell it with an F? Yeah, but they, but it Did was like they scribbled on in, there. Like yeah, they they put like the F, and then you could tell they hastily tried to change it to a lowercase P. Yeah. and then put an H after <laughs> it as they initially spelled it wrong. Yeah, I mean it was, it, it was a great night for them. Yeah, the, I mean look these. These bands weren't created to play school, okay? (laughs) I'm not expecting the guys in Cage Elephant to spell the name of their band correctly. They're out there to entertain me and slay on the guitar. Yeah, entertain me, clown. As V-Love says, they're there to slay and entertain me, not to spell correctly. So I'm fine with it. 360
1: Parlays coming up with FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com slash OK360 is where you can sign up. Uh, Some great offers available for you, including first-time users. You download the app, you sign up, you bet $10 on the Clippers or Mavs matchup, you get $100 in site credit, win or lose. Same goes for the Bucks and the Heat. Users just need to bet on the money line market of either team and based on, you bet 10 or bet 1 based on the matchup, uh, you get $100 the next day as a new user. Even if you lose your first bet, but that's how you qualify. It's got to be your first bet with
2: FanDuel.com OK360. Let me say this also about FanDuel. You're not going to see it right away at times. I think this can confuse some people. When you take advantage of one of those promos and you click uh, opt-in on it when you sign up or when you do one of these, it's not going to immediately say, oh, you're playing for free and $100 is coming. It'll just come into your account the next day. So keep that in mind. And also, if you're not doing it now, what's, what are you waiting on? Take advantage of this offer. Uh, big news yesterday
1: for Clay Travis. I feel like there, there is uh, a big announcement with OutKick since we've joined um, every week. right? There's an anticipation of an announcement coming, uh, even if we have a hint of something coming down the pike. And yesterday, uh, Clay Travis, along with Buck Sexton, it's going to take some getting used to, uh, they are teaming up to take over the Rush Limbaugh show. Clay wouldn't say it like that. He's not replacing Rush Limbaugh, uh, but what an opportunity! What a platform for Clay Travis. Well, first off, Clay,
2: props. Man. Yeah, first off, on the Clay end of it, I mean, I look. I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. I mean, if someone comes to you yeah. in, in your profession and take whatever profession you have and and says uh, we are going to offer you the biggest platform in your profession, then you take that opportunity. And Clay is a guy that, as long as I've known him, is not afraid of anything, and he likes new challenges, and this is a big-time challenge. Taking over, however you want to phrase it, taking over for Rush Limbaugh is a huge challenge because he is the biggest name, and he has the biggest network in terrestrial radio currently. So Clay's moving from Fox Sports Radio in the morning to to host – what was the Rush Limbaugh show with Buck Sexton? Wish him well. Uh, congratulations to Clay. I tweeted yesterday, and I, and I mean it, is one of the hardest workers, maybe the hardest worker I've ever met in this business. He's not afraid to work. He's not afraid to take chances. He's not afraid to say exactly what he thinks. And I respect all of those things about Clay. So congrats to him. It's big for Outkick. You know, this is a, a, a rising tide that's raising all boats. People have asked Hutton. What does this mean for Outkick three hundred and sixty? And what it means is, we're—I mean—we're still here. No, yeah. Nothing really changes, you know. Right now with us, you know, I, I joked in our pre-show warm-up, we haven't been offered Sean Hannity's show. Um, we're not taking over for Tucker Carlson. I joke about those things, but Clay hired us specifically to come to Outkick and host a sports show for Outkick three hundred and sixty. That's what we're going to continue doing. So. For right now, absolutely nothing changes on our end.
1: We go. I go back with Clay fifteen years or so. Chad, much longer. Uh, I'd say what near twenty years now. Looking back on the well, two thousand
2: seven is when uh, I met Clay. Okay. so for, fourteen years. That's where you started a little bit the show. That, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, I was yeah probably twelve or thirteen years um, for me now. Shout out to um, Clay
2: for opening his uh, announcement column with yeah, my so, name by the way, which I was not expecting. So I was going to ask
1: you about Clay Nation because Clay Nation was. Once a week, right? Yep. Once a week on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville, and Chad hosted that with Clay. How did you find Clay Travis, the author, in at that time? Like because that was <clears throat> that was before Clay had even done a radio
2: show. So it's it's really funny. Even that, as a guest. Yeah. That summer, this is a part of the story that Clay did not tell. But that summer, I was working at Titans training camp. That I guess at the time it was Baptist Sports Park. Yep. And I was working on uh, the show with George Plaster and and Willie Donick and Darren McFarland at the time. And uh, I'm sitting there doing the show, and Clay's parents come up to me. Clay is at training camp watching the Titans practice with his parents, and they're giving me the sales pitch on why I should have Clay on their show. He's like, he's really good. He's writing this column for CBS Sportsline, very gifted writer. He's from here. And um, I remember then going and reading Clay's column. And I was familiar with him. I would heard the name. And I remember he had written something that I found very funny at CBS Sportsline at the time. So I went back and started reading his stuff. Well, now fast forward to December. Tennessee's in the SEC Championship game against LSU. We are out at a bar in Buckhead. I'm with some friends. He's there with some friends. I see him across the bar. This sounds like the start of a love story. It's not. We lock eyes. I approach him. And uh, you know, I say, look, it ends with a king size bed. I'm a big fan of the exactly. (laughs) And then uh, we save money on our separate hotel rooms. We combine. Let's not be rash. No, no, that that did not happen. Um, So I go up to Clay and I say, look, I'm a big fan of the column. Uh, It's really funny. It's well done. You need to be on the radio station that I was working at the time. You need to be on the station hosting a show. And uh, we started talking about it then. We really hit it off that night. Exchanged numbers. Continue talking about it. We went out and found a sponsor. Shout out Otter's Chicken Tenders, oh, the now defunct I, chicken tender place that Hunt and I destroyed at our day. previous uh, employer it was across the street. Otter sauce was amazing. Great place. Yeah, inject the otter sauce into my veins. <laughs> but that was our first title sponsor. Started a show Tuesday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. And uh, had a blast with it. And I like how Clay said it was humbly titled Clay Nation. Right, very humble. the name of the show. Very humble uh, title. In, in his announcement. But we had fun <laughs> with that show. I mean, it was probably about a year we did the show before Clay took over on the midday show. So we had a blast with it. I, I kind of laughed at Clay talking about And by the way, if you haven't read his his piece on it, go read it. I think Clay... Clay does a lot of things well, but announcing big professional moves, he does very, very well. well I, thought, I thought with the announcement <laughs> of the sell to Fox, yeah, was... and then this announcement about taking over for Rush Limbaugh, I think he crushed it on, on all angles uh, with how he wrote and explained all of that. I, I thought it was very well done. But I laugh when Clay said, since he's been, you know, he obviously runs OutKick, but since he's been with Fox Sports Radio and Premier Radio Network, he hasn't had bosses yeah. criticize anything he's done or said or said, don't talk about this. Don't say this. And I laugh at that because I remember early on in the Clay Nation show, we did a hot girl draft. And we literally took two hours and took calls. And we went like one through 50. And we all had draft boards out. And it's like, you know, Sophia Vergara. And uh, just going down the list. <laughs> Giselle. And we did a hot celebrity woman draft. And I remember getting called into the office uh, by my boss at the time. The next day is like, did you did you or Clay call someone fat last night? I'm getting complaints that you called someone fat. And I don't remember the context of it. Like, I think Clay may have said something like, oh, I would deduct her some points because she has a few extra pounds or something like that (laughs) in the draft. And I remember getting criticized for that. And I'm thinking, (laughs) if that person knew at the time they were criticizing a 7 to 9 p.m. show about a hot girl draft that was completely harmless, that Clay Travis would... 14 years later, take over for Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) How we all were so fooled at the time. I knew Clay was talented, but I mean, I I would be lying if I said I thought this was going to be the end game for him. It's not that it's the end of his career, but that he was headed in this trajectory and would be here in 2021. It's really a a remarkable ascent. Um, And and I, I, I say all that also to say, on our end, there's... There's a certain freedom and sense of we're not getting called into the office anymore about things we said. And this is a dirty little secret that happens in a lot of media companies because people have a relationship with teams or people or whatever, is you get called into the office about giving an honest opinion. That's never going to happen here. And I I respect that. And I respect that about Clay. Um, He treats us well as a boss. Obviously, he's a friend to both of us, longtime friend of mine. I appreciate him writing that about our first show together back in 2000, start of 2008, I guess, when the show started. And congrats to him. But again, for this show, for Outkick 360, nothing changes. We have never been given an edict to talk about something. Nothing has ever been told to us that you must discuss this, you must do that. None of that. show goes on, as you like to say, Hunt, to quote Leo. The show goes goes on. on. Uh, David Reed is is quite the conundrum for, for
1: Reed because he can't escape clay now. Uh, whenever he leaves here and turns uh, would turn on the Rush Limbaugh show, uh, he's now turning on Clay Travis, and I, I mean that in, in every way possible, uh, Dave. <laughs> How are you this morning, Reed? Uh, yeah, let's not discuss. <laughs> are we going to talk about it? Let's not talk about it. Let's just talk about more Clay. We all love Clay. Let's talk about more or honor chicken tenders. R I P. Like that place yes. was unbelievable. I I, I it was. I think it was when I stopped eating there. Like at some point, you you get a little bit tired of stuff. That's when it went downhill. So I think I was partly responsible for their decline and and ultimate closure. So I, I made a point last night at dinner. I had a burger for dinner, and um, I I was contending with our friend Duke. Shout out Duke Turnbow.
2: great guy. I love um, you, Duke.
1: Th- that the f- the fries make the the venue for me. Like you bring
2: up otters, mm-hmm. otters fries. Put the chicken over the top. Well, it's the fries you know and the combination saying? of the otter sauce. Yeah. When you can get unlimited otter sauce and you can dip as heartily as you want with each fry and each tender into that otter unlimited. sauce, it is, a, it is a culinary experience unlike anything else when you have unlimited sauces. Chick-fil-A's got a problem now with sauces. They're, they're limiting their sauces, right? <laughs> yeah, they and are. That's a, big, uh, that's a big controversy for a lot of people. But at otters, they give you unlimited sauces, however many you requested, and to dip it, it was just perfect. And the girth of the tender. If you recall, Hutton, it was a very, and Reed knows this too, yeah. to me a chicken tender place is made by a, the quality of the cut of chicken and the girth health of the tender. These, If you got five or six of these things, that was two meals that you were eating because it was a large tender. It wasn't one of these baby tenders. That you get at certain places, but the crinkle cut fry, yes, that uh, you got there. You could also get those at Zaxby's, which are very good. Perfect, but that with though. the uh, and but Zaxby's fails in the girth of the tender department. Yeah, they're very. Otters had the girth of the tender mixed with the crinkle cut fries, mixed with that sauce, and an unlimited amount of it. It was perfection. Coming up. By the way, that's the best spot I've ever done for otters, and it's no longer in business. So I should have been doing a better job back in 2008 when they were the actual title sponsor
1: of Clay Nation. We would love to invest. Um, Coming up, we'll get into Julio Jones, a lot to discuss uh, there. Uh, Plus, Oklahoma, they're upset over a kickoff time uh, with, what, Nebraska, 11
2: a.m.? Kudos to Oklahoma (laughs) for daring to criticize a partner of theirs. Kudos to them. We'll discuss. We will. We'll get into a,
1: a lot more throughout the hour. Uh, if you're having girth issues, we've got the website for you. God, what a segue! We've got the website for you, uh, Doctor, mydoctorhank.com. Excuse me, mydoctorhank.com. Erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men, but it doesn't have to make you feel like half of a man. Since 2017, my doctor Hank has been making America hard again.
2: Yes, he has, and they secure your prescription and then ship it to you discreetly every month from USA Pharmacies, all for as low as $2 per pill. We like to make fun of people who are soft on this show. We're never going to make fun of Dr. Hank because Absolutely he not. is making America hard again, and you can go to mydoctorhankcom slash outkick and sign up right now. That's right,
1: mydoctorhankcom slash outkick. That's mydoctorhank.com outkick Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. Alongside Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton, PK with a well-deserved day off hanging out with Simon on Memorial Day weekend. Fun night last night at Bridgestone Arena. Our thoughts on that coming up uh, momentarily as the preds bow out, but we saw a great atmosphere. As attendance and what felt like full capacity, there are a few sections open, um, is back. And it's great to see uh, across the country and right here uh, in the south and, and in the mid-state of Tennessee. Um, Julio Jones, Chad, you have been uh, staunch on this. You, you are totally fine trading a first-round pick. The reports are that at least one of the offers is for a first-round or at least a conditional first-round pick for Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons. We mentioned yesterday he's not (coughs) going to get traded until after June 1st. There's some salary cap relief for the Atlanta Falcons if they do that. Um, And right now, looking at their cap based on reports, they don't have enough money to sign their rookie class. They have to find relief. And the easiest way to do that is by moving Julio Jones. I don't think they want to. I think it's out of necessity. And the Titans are in the mix. Patriots have been reportedly in the mix as a a team that he's interested in. He doesn't control it, though. That we know. And if the reports are true and accurate that they're getting at least a conditional first-round offer, that's one they take immediately.
2: Well, and I saw saw Paul tweet out, why are people rushing to give up a first-round pick if a second-round pick will get the job done? We're going by reports. Diana Rossini is reporting. This is not just conjecture. She's reporting that at least one team has offered a first-round pick for Julio Jones. My opinion is based off that report. If report is true, then the Titans need to be one of those teams offering a first-round pick. They do not need to be outbid. If someone sees it as a first-round pick value, the Titans should see it the same way for this reason. Their window's not going to stay open forever. This is a team that right now with Derrick Henry healthy and in his prime has a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. When you have that opportunity, when there is a generational talent, a top five to ten receiver in the league, and Julio Jones that's available, that's going to make your team and your offense that much better, you take that swing and you don't worry about next year's first round pick that may or may not work out. That, that may or may not, uh, that you, know, you don't know what where you're picking in the draft. You don't know exactly what the draft's going to look like. There are a lot of variables. The Titans have been bitten by a lot of those variables over the years in the first round. They know it. I know what Julio Jones is. And people are going to argue, well, it's not a slam dunk to work out. It's as close to a slam dunk as you're going to get right now with Julio Jones. The guy's got two or three good years left. I'm quite certain of that. I don't know what X first-round pick for the Titans is going to turn into a year from now. I know they have a window open right now where they're very good and could be great and could be a championship contender if they make the right moves. One of those moves needs to be for Julio Jones. And if the New England Patriots or the Oakland Raiders or the Seattle Seahawks or whoever thinks that a first-round pick, is the price for Julio Jones. The Titans need to be in line with that thinking because the ultimate thought process is win a Super Bowl. And Julio Jones helps you do that. Next year's first-round pick does not help you win a Super Bowl this year. And that's what the Titans should be thinking.
1: And the window of opportunity is, is clear and present for this Titans team. I mean, they're close, uh, but we're not judging based on that anymore. It's not just about getting into the postseason and making a nice run. Um, the Preds can be in that same boat. you know. They're, they're judged now on getting back to the, to the cup and an opportunity to play for the cup instead of just making the postseason. Uh, Titans have reached that too. It's a go-for-it move, and uh, I'm on board with you as we sit here today um, based on what the Titans can do. Now, they have their own salary cap issues that they'll have to work through, but Paul has made it clear that it's a, a simple, I don't know how, how to qualify, simple, but it's a simple restructure for Ryan Tannehill uh, that would do it. And if that's the case, if it's that easy um, on the financial end of things, I don't know why you're not in line to to make this work out.
2: I just think there's so many people out there that are hedging with this. It's almost like I've yet to hear any person in the know Mm. or anyone who covers football or follows football say, well, Julio Jones isn't that good. Julio Jones isn't really going to help this team. Everyone, Paul included, says, do I, would you want Julio Jones and the Titans? Absolutely, you want Julio Jones and the Titans. So if that's the case, do what's necessary to get him. Then the debate becomes, but is it worth the first-round pick? Again, it's what the market dictates. If Diana Rossini is right and there are teams offering a first-round pick, the Titans need to offer a first-round pick. If they could get him for a second-round pick and a third-round pick, or, well, or Hutton, you brought up the possibility of a conditional pick, then do yeah, it. and I, I think the Falcons,
1: you have to go for that uh, if you have the option to have a conditional first-round pick uh, because I, I think they would believe, and any team trading for Julio Jones would believe, that he's coming in to produce and produce at a high level. Um, and with the condition being, I'm just throwing out, you know, if he makes the Pro Bowl in 2021 uh, during the season, then you get the first-round pick. If not, it's a second. You know, It's a second-round pick with a condition on a first round. Something that would uh, allow some structure to the trade where it, it you get a bit more value based on the production of the player. Um, is that to say that another team doesn't come in and offer just a straight first? No, but I, I would try to get creative with the offer, for sure.
2: I, I, you've got A.J. Brown, arguably the most talented player on your roster, openly petitioning for Julio Jones. I understand that, that A.J. Brown doesn't have a spreadsheet in front of him with all the salary cap implications right. on it like John Robinson does. I'm not an idiot. I know that John Robinson has more to think about than A.J. Brown wanting to play alongside Julio Jones. But I do think that sports at times can be very, very simple, and I think talking heads and people that follow it and people that cover it and people that work in it can make it way more complicated than it should be. This is not a complicated matter. Julio Jones is not coming available very often. That is a guy who has been at the top of his game and one of the best receivers in football for quite a while now. And he is now available via trade. If you are a team that considers themselves a Super Bowl contender, which every team that won their division last year should think that way, then you do everything in your power to bring that player in and go win a Super Bowl. It's that simple. I don't want to talk salary cap. If there's a way to make it work, and there is, you make it work. It's really that easy. And the
1: Falcons are going to make their cap work after June 1st because again, they need to sign their 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 draft class. Uh, Chad, are we having a guest on it in about 15 minutes? Is that official? Because that will determine how quickly we go rapid fire here on the headlines. But we do want. Let me go
2: to my trusty phone here and, and see. And we're going down to Florida. Uh, I, I, as uh, For right now, yes. I'm considering, considering we got a yes already. Okay. That we will be having a guest in, uh, in, in about 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're scheduled, uh, hopefully, uh, that, that Clay can do this. He's in the car. Um, play Travis on the show in about 10 minutes. Um, let's get to Oklahoma. They're upset with an 11 a.m. kickoff time on Fox Sports with Nebraska. And then to the point where they've released a statement about this. And they've tried to have this moved to no avail. Yep. Uh, and you love it.
2: We're going to show you the, the statement from Joe Castiglione, who is the AD at Oklahoma, and I absolutely love this. We are bitterly disappointed that the great Oklahoma-Nebraska rivalry on the 50th anniversary of the Game of the Century will kick off at 11 a.m. We tried every possible avenue to proactively make our case. The Big 12 Conference also supported our strenuous efforts to secure a more traditional time that would honor this game and our fans. However, in the end, our TV partner chose to exercise its full contractual rights and denied our request. Now, I love this from Oklahoma because I think far too often heads of universities and coaches tiptoe around issues surrounding their league or their television contract. And there are few programs and coaches that can step out and complain. Nick Saban can do it at Alabama. Uh, Josh Heupel can't do it at Tennessee yet. And he's not going to speak out against the conference or a television partner. But Nick Saban can get away with it. Oklahoma and the Big 12 can get away with it. Okay, I realize that they have enough clout, and they're winning that conference every year, and they're a big TV draw for the Big 12, where Joe Castiglione can puff his chest out and go after the television Mm -hmm. partner, in this case Fox. Now, there's another way to look at this also. He's really demeaning Fox's big noon game. This is a banner game for Fox Sports, and it's gotten really good ratings. You know, the concept of the big noon kickoff show has done well. Their big noon game. Ohio State and Michigan play at noon in the big noon game on Fox. So now Oklahoma suddenly is too good? For the big noon game. I mean, this is the they're doing their pregame show from Norman that day. This is the big noon kickoff game for Fox. So I look at it two different ways. Love the honesty from Castiglione. Love that he was willing to go after uh, his conference and his television partner. I also think that it's maybe not the exact appropriate time to flex in this way when your TV partner is building that first day of the game kickoff into something big, and they're hyping it as their premier game of the week. This yes, is not being slided card. by CBS for the 2.30 kickoff right. for the SEC game of the week. This is the Big 12 or the Big 10's game of the week. That's how Fox is flexing that in as a television partner. So for them to complain about that, to me, is also but you're almost
1: asking. I, for I a...
2: applaud the honesty, but I also question why you're so upset about an 11 a.m. kickoff when your television partner is telling you the ratings show that we're doing great yeah. in this time slot, and we're putting some of our premier games, Ohio State-Michigan, some of them in that spot.
1: Well, and you're saying, give me the B or C level primetime game. Yeah. is what, what they're vouching for there. Like, give Fox the well, B or C level game of the week.
2: Look, I get it. You know, um, Tennessee's schedule, first three games announced, and the two of their first three games, one's on a Thursday night, the other two are at 11 a.m., you know, central time, noon, eastern. That's not ideal for businesses, for tailgating, for atmosphere. But it's not
1: Tennessee, Alabama. I understand It's not that. Tennessee, Florida. Yeah, it's
2: Tennessee Pitt, and it's Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee Tech. Right. So I get that a, a school on campus wants a game late in the afternoon or night because you want to build up, you want your local businesses to be supported and helped, and that's the way to get that going. But, again, really cool to see someone with that level of honesty and that clout to step up and call out their conference and their television partner also very weird that this is the hill that joe castiglione wants to go die on that they're going to dare to put them on the national game and their big noon kickoff <laughs> and send their version of college game day to their campus for that game for oklahoma and nebraska and oh by the way it's probably going to be a blowout quite frankly oklahoma should roll nebraska in this game i get that it's a 50th anniversary of the game of the century, number one versus number two, Oklahoma-Nebraska. I think Nebraska won that game 35-34 back in 1971. But this is not going to be that that game. (laughs) This is not not number one. I'm going to go on a limb and say Scott Frost in Nebraska and Oklahoma will not be number one versus number two in this game this year.
1: Uh, Jacob Swanson came into the studio this morning and let us know that he was throwing darts. Last night, and looked up and saw the Outkick 360 T-shirt on TV. Um, we immediately asked, throwing darts like this is uh, a, a, a this is a big night for Jacob Swanson uh, throwing darts at the local pub, and he looks up and sees Outkick 360. And little known fact, it was it was Catfish Jake yeah on the screen
2: supporting us uh, on his uh, television appearance.
1: Um, and we have going back to 2017. Sunday is the anniversary of him throwing the catfish on the ice at Pittsburgh, Chad. And we, we have the, the court summons where he was... I'm not even going to try to yeah, don't even try. It, but I
2: don't want to throw my neck out of here. Yeah,
1: he, 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 Chad didn't take the bait. He, uh, he, we had the court summons behind Chad uh, from the, the court in Pittsburgh where a judge charged him with possessing an instrument of crime uh, which was the catfish that he snuck into was it PNC Arena? Is that the name of it? Uh, snuck into the arena and uh, in his pants and threw it on the ice and then was escorted out wearing uh, the show's logo and T-shirt. And he did it again last night at Bridgestone Arena. Shout out, Catfish Jake. We appreciate you, man. Uh, and speaking of Jake, 360 Masters is coming up on Thursday, June 10th. One bay remains. So we sold. We had two left one bay now left. Now we're down to one. And you can sign up by going to any of our bios on social media. You can hit the link. There's an Eventbrite link through there. Uh, OutKick360 Masters Tease off Thursday, June 10th at Topgolf. All proceeds benefit the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and Catfish for a Cure, which is Catfish Jake's foundation which is raising money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. 100% of our proceeds going towards that cause shout out to seymour putter company donating the putter which will go to our masters champion along with the green jacket the 360 masters championship uh, shout out seymour local company right here in franklin but you can see them on tour uh, as well as get a personal fitting at seymour.com uh, they are excellent at what they do and that is one great prize 300 dollars putter Uh, along with the green jacket behind Chad.
2: It's a great prize, uh, fitting for a great night, because we have a blast at this event. Done it once before. Last year, obviously some complications prevented us from gathering uh, to do the Outkick uh, 360 Masters, or whatever it was going to be called a year ago. Now it's the Outkick 360 (laughs) Masters. And we will be doing it now, and it's going to be a big night. And uh, look look forward to having everybody there, but also let's fill that last bay. If you're a business group, want to get together, have a great time, help out a good charity, please go to that link, sign up, and let's make it happen. Right right before Clay
1: joins us, I'm curious, is this the second annual? Is it still okay to do that even though we had to miss last year? Like what's the protocol for uh, if you have to skip a year or if it's the 19th straight year or, or if you could not gather in 2020, are you allowed to just skip that?
2: I think it's the first annual OutKick 360 Masters. Okay. We've changed names, we've changed shows, we've changed locations. So I think it's fine to call it the first annual because you were planning on it being an annual event. So if we're doing that, this is the first annual of that one. But you could just say second because it's still planned to be annual. It is. We, we, I mean, we can't help a pandemic. We can do a lot of things. We can't stop a pandemic, unfortunately. But, you know, teams have So we couldn't do it last year. They
1: have different, you know, and... Uh... I, I'm just curious how teams will approach that on, on the streaks and and consecutive wins or whatever it might be.
2: I think if an event guy, if the you know Boston Marathon gets canceled for whatever reason or some event, it can right. still be called the annual event, even if it has to be missed for extreme circumstances one year. That's my ruling, Hutton.
1: Okay, final judgment. Uh, then it's going to be the second annual 360 Masters coming up Thursday, June 10th. Coming up next. Scheduled to be joined by Clay Travis. We'll discuss the announcement uh, that he had yesterday uh, that was, I believe the news was first reported by the Wall Street Journal. It was. uh, Where he is in the time slot of the late Rush Limbaugh. We get Clay's thoughts on that coming up, plus the VolQuest Power Hour and our thoughts on the Preds' loss in round one as they're eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. All of that straight ahead. On Outkick 360, but first, Renter's Warehouse gets it done and they put money in your pocket.
2: They get it done. They can help you financially. They can help you out with whatever situation that you may have. And uh, they got a question for you. Do you own rental property and need cash? Are you worried about receiving rent on time? Are you considering updating your rental property or investing in a larger portfolio? You can get the most out of your real estate investment by receiving a full year of rent paid upfront. That's up to a year of rent payments in your pocket right now. By giving you your money up front, Renter's Warehouse helps minimize risk and provides financial flexibility so you can build long-term wealth. The upfront rent program available for a limited time. Call Renter's Warehouse Nashville at 615-398-9550 or visit rwnashville.com to see if you qualify. Renter'sWarehouse.com. You can do it the Renter's Warehouse way and get tomorrow's rent today. Clay Travis joins
1: us next on OutKick 360. Hang with us. Congratulations. Uh, I know you have thought long and hard about this over the last several weeks, I'm sure. Uh, congrats, first and foremost. What, it was a huge announcement.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, it's the biggest radio show in the country, and they've, you know, pitched it to me for the past couple of months. And ultimately, if you do radio, I mean, this is as big as it gets. And so, uh, you know, Julie Talbot, who is going to be my boss at the new show, just like she was my boss at the old show, my radio show, my Sports Talk radio show. Uh, just kept pitching me on the potential success of, uh, of this show. Uh, and the truth is, she said, look, as successful as you can make a sports talk radio show, it will always pale in comparison to the audience that Rush Limbaugh built in the 12-3 to 3 Eastern slot. And, uh, you know, you can't say no to this. And she kept pitching me, and uh, ultimately she was right. It was just an opportunity and an offer that I couldn't say no to.
2: Clay, you are a pretty emotionless guy uh, for the most part. You take emotion out of a lot of decisions you make and out of a lot of things that happen to you or that you're a part of. Uh, was it emotional at all hosting your last show this morning with Fox Sports Radio and all those guys and, and taking calls throughout the morning?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was at the end in particular. kind of caught up with me. I mean, look, any I think you give, you know, six years of your life to something, um, especially I feel like, in a morning show in particular, because people are inviting you in in a unique way, oftentimes to start their day in a way that they're maybe vulnerable in a way that they aren't in other times of the day. I, I think there's a reason why morning radio and morning TV sounds and feels different than midday or afternoon shows and I've done all three now and I've done evening too so and I've done weekends I mean I've done everything kind of in the world of, uh, of radio and I think there's a different vibe in the morning and I think certainly we developed a really good connection with our audience and I think especially coming out of COVID and all of the non-sports going on you're there for them you're their friend. You start the morning with them. You understand this in radio and, and, and certainly with what you guys do and have done. When you're in a voice medium, even if you're in a video, video medium, and by the way, I'm driving in the car with my kids right now, um, if you hear them in the background. So I, I do think you, know, you feel an obligation and a responsibility, but also a privilege to be able to talk to that audience and the fact that they show up for you every day and I didn't, you know, when I left, for instance, 3HL back in the day at 104.5, I didn't get the opportunity to say goodbye to the audience officially and let them know how much I respect and appreciate them. I know you guys got the opportunity to do that uh, with the midday show. Um, but to me, that uh, that it's a luxury to get to choose how you leave a job because I've been at jobs where I've gotten fired before. I know there's probably a lot of people listening or watching to this right now who know what that feeling is. Uh, where you don't get the way or the manner to you don't have to choose how you leave, and uh, and I'm excited obviously to see what's going to come. But I think anytime you take a step into the unknown, it can be uh, it can be an emotional experience, a little bit like a graduation. Uh, it's a graduation season right now for high school and college, um, and I think a lot of kids understand that you're excited about what's going to come, uh, but you're also uh, you know understanding that you're leaving behind what you know.
1: Clay Travis with us on OutKick 360. Clay, we're we're here across the OutKick OTT network. How will this announcement and this news, especially over the last month, everything combined, affect
0: OutKick? It's going to get a lot bigger. Uh, I mean, look, there are 20 million people a week who uh, listen to Rush Limbaugh. And so every day I'm going to be telling those 20 million people, hey, in addition to enjoying this radio program, for your sports and pop culture and politics-related needs, business, basically media needs, you to be going to Outkick.com every day. And so we're going to add millions of readers and millions of podcast listeners, and, I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to make us that much bigger. Uh, and that doesn't even, you know, basically the way to think about it is Outkick is going to have all the tech power and might and, uh, and marketing of Fox, now in conjunction with iheart which is the largest audio company in the world uh and we are buck saxon and i will be the biggest radio show in the country at the biggest audio company in the world that's a pretty good combo uh in terms of the importance and all that benefit is going to endure in a big way i think to uh to the OutKick audience and the OutKick brand across all platforms, audio, video, and certainly uh, written.
2: And I mentioned this earlier, but uh, check out Clay's piece at OutKick uh, for a really good description of everything that went on with this, what to expect in the future, how Clay's jobs change, and they don't change also with a lot of his responsibilities, so definitely check out that story. Clay, what can you tell us about Buck Sexton, uh, your relationship with him, was there a tryout period? Did you host some some test shows with him in advance? What can you tell us about Buck Sexton other than he has a terrific name for entertainment?
0: Uh, he is super smart. Um, he was a six-year CIA analyst, uh, Amherst graduate. I'm 100 billion percent confident that he and I will have the smartest show uh, in talk radio. I really do believe that uh, out there anywhere um, and uh, that we're going to talk about topics in a way that breaks through the cliche or the sound bites i we've met several times face to face now uh super smart engaging easygoing guy um who has been doing his own show as a host we did a bunch of uh practice you know uh secret shows i guess you could say for an audience a tiny number of Uh, iHeart top executives so they could see how we interacted. Those were not in person. And I've done several shows before. And, you know, for instance, Foxbat Live, which is now in its third year, we did a bunch of mock shows, like just kind of sitting in a conference room. And the moment we started, it was super easy. And we were like, this is not going to be a difficult show at all to do. It just immediately felt like you were riding a bike. You already knew how to do it. And that's what it already feels like with Buck. So I think, look, June 21st, which is a little bit over three weeks from now, we're going to hit the ground running with the, already the biggest radio show in the country. And like any new venture or any new relationship, um, I'm sure there will be uh, you know challenges to hit full speed. But I'm confident that we're going to hit full speed rapidly and that we're going to be at a really high rate of speed uh, rapidly as well. It's not going to be, I don't think, a, a training wheels process or something that takes a long time to be to be ready to go. I think we'll be good by June twenty first, and in the months ahead, become excellent.
1: Clay, instead of waiting on next week to break your your other announcement, I mean, you have something else coming down the pike. Like what what's uh, what's next uh, in the Clay Travis news spectrum after the Fox Corp purchase of Outkick and, and now the Rush Limbaugh time slot.
0: I don't know, honestly, how you could have two bigger <laughs> issues, right? Um, and both of them are kind of out there, and I've had to be confidential. And I, I think maybe the most remarkable thing about both of these stories is they didn't leak, uh, which is one thing that I'm pretty proud about. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people on the Fox side and the iHeart side who were involved in many of these negotiations. And Fox broke the news about the purchase of OutKick on their earnings call uh, back in uh, a few weeks ago in May. And that's how the news got out there. And then simultaneously uh, we also had uh, the news break at the wall street journal as was planned to happen about Buck and I taking over in Rush Limbaugh's time slot. So uh, I don't think there's anything else major out there that is, a, I don't know how much more you could do, right? I mean, you sell your company and uh, you take over the biggest show in radio. I mean, I guess I could have a secret television deal under wraps and, that's not true right now. So I don't even know what else. I mean, from a media perspective, I'm not sure what else could happen. So uh, both of these things are big um, and uh, obviously hugely positive, And I'm excited about both. And I think they spell really good things going forward for OutKick and everyone working at OutKick.
2: Clay, you missed out on a fun discussion to start the show on uh, the Clay Nation show, but specifically on Otter's <laughs> oh, contenders, yeah. and the sauce at Otter's yeah. and how great the otter sauce <laughs> oh, was. So so, <laughs> I just wanted to make you hungry by telling you we spent a good five minutes talking about otter sauce.
0: Well, for people out there, I wrote about it, but for people out there who don't know, you and I started a show, I think that was in 2008, early in 2008, summer of 2008 maybe, uh, the Clay Nation show And if I remember correctly You can correct me if I'm wrong I think we got paid like $50 each per show Sounds And right, we yep. also sold the, Sold the presenting sponsorship uh, To Otters Chicken Tenders Which for people who are from the Nashville area They will remember as being The Chicken Tender place on Mumbrian Right down from uh, The Tin Roof Which was at that time still a relatively new bar And it was the Chicken Tender place That was open super uh, super late and uh you were able uh, what was the other sports bar there two doors down i think if i'm not mistaken um Um, back in the uh, day i know there's been a lot of
2: yeah and there was another place too that i'm i'm blanking on it's on the rocks was a big one that was there also people familiar with that era of nashville and demumbrian
0: yeah so uh that was a uh that was an interesting uh universe of uh of experience for sure but all that was going on um you know uh, around that same time and uh yeah it's wild to think about from that show on tuesday i think it was like tuesdays if i'm not mistaken tuesdays on 104.5 the zone to the biggest radio show in the country in the space of uh, a lot of hours of on air radio for 14 or 15 years
1: Clay Travis, uh, now taking over the the Rush Limbaugh time slot. And I know you've mentioned, Clay, you're not trying to take over Rush's show. It's a a new show in the same time slot, distributed the same way. Uh, Can't wait to hear this, though, on June 21st. Enjoy Florida. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. And, uh,
0: again, congrats. Yeah, same to everybody out there. And, yeah, I think, look, the truth of the matter is you don't replace a legend. uh, But the audience that enjoyed what Russ had to say I think is really going to enjoy what Buck and I have to say but look, Russ did it for over 30 years and you guys know this, over time you build up equity and, uh, and a strong relationship with your audience trust it's going to take us a while to do that like it is for any host and I think that's why it's sometimes difficult to leave behind a show because you've So much of that equity over time Every day you show up and do a good job Is more equity for your audience of listeners Or viewers or whatever it might be Uh, But uh, I think we are going to uh, to Do a really good Fun job taking over The biggest show in radio
1: Clay congrats man Appreciate it Appreciate you all everybody Have a good Memorial Day weekend And uh, appreciate all the work you guys did Yeah man appreciate you Clay getting it done man I, it, he goes from a beard getting it done to just getting it done with all these national announcements. He and, goes, and, and I was thinking about this. You know, I, I remember walking the hallways of Citadel Broadcasting when he named you guys named the show Clay Nation, and people were like, "Does this guy think he's like nationwide? Who does <laughs> this guy think right. he is?" <laughs> yeah. And and now to look at all of the national news, I mean, the Wall Street Journal reporting on this,
2: it's crazy. Yeah, he's gone from uh, hawking local chicken tenders and uh, doing a hot girl draft at 8.30 p.m. on a Tuesday night on a local radio station to talking about uh, international relations between Israel and Palestine <laughs> and what China, what's next for China in a matter of 14 years. Not, not too bad.
1: Coming up, we will go from chatting uh, with Clay to chatting Tennessee athletics. Full circle here. We go back to college football. Uh, and uh, back to where he wrote on Rocky Top. Brent Hubbs and Austin Price straight ahead the VolQuest Power Hour on Outkick 360. First, though, Manscaped.com. They get it done as well. Uh, Manscaped, the only men's brand dedicated. To below the waist grooming, and their brand new shaving tools just dropped right in time for Father's Day. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer now available in the US and Canada. And what makes this waterproof trimmer different from all other, other trimmers? It's just better than all other trimmers.
2: 7,000 RPM trimmer featuring skin safe technology to keep your balls in check yes. and help reduce manscaping accidents around the world. New multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock created for jet setters. The lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn on that 4,000K <laughs> LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave.
1: Look at the beauty. Go to manscaped.com. Beautiful. Use the code OK360 for 20% off. Look at that viscosity. free shipping. Free shipping. OK360 is the code. 20% off at manscaped.com.